G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. Also brought to you by the best drop in the country, bloke in a bar, mid-strength, full strength. Kempi has got you covered. Uh, special guest today. Uh, it's good to have someone with some super coach knowledge joins me for a fucking change. Uh, we've <laughs> poor, got... Paul Wim Tilliams, mate. Paul Wimmy Tilliams, he does it tough, let me tell you. Does it tough. Tony, welcome back, mate. What's doing? Good to have you back. Good to see you, boys. Uh, what's doing? Same old, same old, mate. Yeah. You know, raising kids and working hard. How'd the team end up? Uh, not that well. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. The comp ended up, I'll give you a bit of a summary. I, I, I missed finals. Last year, I won. It was father versus son. So I beat my son, Benjamin. This year, it was brother v brother. And young brother, David, beat older brother, Lim, which makes me happy because Lim's a Parramatta supporter and I hate everything <laughs> Parramatta. Good. Um, you know, Jake, two years in a row, had too many trades left at the end, and so he's holding the trades to the end. Theory doesn't work. Uh, we're all negotiating, uh, you know, theories about boosts and whether mm. they work this year or not. But, um, yeah, mate, I, I was let down by the Manly boys, um, DCE and Ola. Uh, they killed my season, and I was very glad that we got the uh, the one-point victory over them on the weekend. Gave me a bit of... Uh, Bit of a bit of a wry smile. Mm, lucky you're not one to hold a grudge. No. Uh, mate, Supercoach twin father and son, very special thing. I was lucky enough to have my son join me this year. <laughs> Young Wimmy. <laughs> Welcome back, mate. Thanks, Pa. Um, I'll tell you what, the uh sit here dreading this podcast since last time Tony was on the show. I don't even get introduced first on my own show. I'm just brushed <laughs> to the back seat. Mate, it's, it's my own roast and I get introduced introduced um, last. Anyway, one thing I will say, after copping an absolute uh, hammering last time Tony was on about not having Joey Manu for his 191, he's just quietly finished the, the season with a five-round average of 57 points since then. So, trap, mate. I tried to tell you. Yeah, well done. Well done. <laughs> you picked it. <laughs> Very nicely done. Now, we're going to go through four teams today, review their Supercoach season for 2022, and then have a little sneak peek at 2023 guys that we're going to watch and there are there's a couple of teams here that are really interesting for 2023 there's a couple that i don't think i could go near with a 10-foot pole but there are some interesting ones we'll start with uh tony's canterbury bulldogs uh 2022 for me their best as far as super coach goes he wasn't their highest scoring or their highest averaging player but maxi king Good God, he did a solid for us this year. Front row forward was an absolute nightmare. You must have been stoked with him this year, Tony. Awesome, mate. And, you know, obviously when you're uh, – you, you like to not be biased by your own team when you're picking a super coach team. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but to a great extent you are. You know, you always play, you always pick those three or four players that are never going to play, but they're always your team. Uh, so Maxi King and, for me, uh, Kiraz – were two real finds this year and they really did a job for us. But Maxi particularly because of the consistency of the front row forward position. For me, he was a killer. He was awesome. So, loved him. Mate, front row forward was just a battle this year, wasn't it, it was, Timmy? Yeah. To have him come in and do a job, 60s most weeks, sensational. Yeah, he did. And it was a funny one. I owned him the entire year, but I really only played him a handful of times. And it was early on in the year when he was sort of only pumping up 40s, maybe early 50s. A lot of his better 60-plus scores, I didn't really play him. And he was so vital to my depth because the only place I was a little bit leaky in that back end of the year and I was a bit worried about when, when trades got scarce was front row forward. And I held him as backup to 
IPAP and Taumalolo. So if either of IPAP or Taumalolo were to play, to go down the last like, five rounds or something, I would have had to bring in King. Mm. And I was like, I felt so good having him there as backup. But I didn't actually end up needing to play him. In hindsight, if I'd actually played him out over Taumalolo, who was always going to play fewer minutes in that Penrith matchup in the final round, I would have won our little uh, 200, not little, $200 bet. So uh, King, he could have really finished on a high for me, but I didn't play him. Yeah, he's a would have, could have merchant over here, Timmy yeah, Williams. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Now, Matty Burton um, took him a while to warm up this year. Once he did, played some really good footy. If you if you picked your right moments with him, uh, you got some great scores out of him. I think Jeremy Marshall King, I'd say he's probably Canterbury's best player this year. You watch more of their yeah. footy than me. What would oh, you say? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think Jez really, um, you know, he was um, he was ridiculed a little bit for a statement he made uh, preseason about um, wanting to be one of the top five hookers uh, in the comp. Mm. But, you know, if you review the thirteen, uh, the 16 hookers across the game, I reckon he's pretty close. And he wasn't yeah. far off. So I reckon uh, there weren't that many um, hookers that uh, did a job better than uh, Jeremy did for us. And, and particularly that sort of post-Barrett period mm. where Kingy started to uh, – when he started to start – uh, so he really uh, was pumping out bigger scores then. But for me, JMK, in that in that period there, where we had, after we pumped Para, which was the happiest day of my life. Uh, but those next few, <laughs> but those next next few weeks after that, you know, he went on a real run. And uh, anyone who had Burton and JMK in that period really loaded up. Fancy the people that got mad at JMK for wanting to be the best I know. he can be. Yeah, fucking so bad. Mate, honestly, just... we're you know. As Aussies, we do we say so much dumb shit when people want to sort of you know set goals yeah. or, or be good. If that was an American, I'd be all over him. Yeah, hundred you know? um, percent. Now I think the other best one. I I did, oh, did I have? I think I had him for a brief period. Uh, Kiraz. Now I, we joke about he has a statue uh, in your place. In one front, of the greats, in Kiraz, yard. in the front yard, in the lounge room, your side of the bed. He's everywhere, Kiraz. Uh, what a find! Good yeah. God. Yeah. And, and a great kid from a great family too. Yeah. So, you know, you want to fill your cl uh, club with good people and good players and, and he's, he's top shelf. Um, so really did a job for all of us in terms of uh, beefing up the value of our teams and he had some really good, really good, uh, really good games mm -hmm. there where he scored. Fell off a little bit towards the end there. Yeah. Um, so I think he might have hurt a few super coaches there towards the end because he had some pretty yeah, average scores like, at the end. So. so he played round seven. He was he he was outside the top squad stadium. So he wasn't available until that round eleven where he became a regular. Correct. What a Correct. what a bugger. We got dispensation, I think, for him to play that first game. Yeah. So Gus yeah. had to get dispensation for him to play that first game, and it was against Brisbane in Brisbane. Came yeah. and looked we awesome. Went up there. Yeah. Like, and then he wasn't picked for a few more weeks. And everyone's sitting there, why the hell aren't they picking him? He's like, that's why. Yeah. They weren't allowed to. He got the last, I think he got the last spot, actually. Yeah. Last, last top 30 spot. Cracking season from Kiraz. Uh, most disappointing. There wasn't too many guys that we were relying on as far as Supercoach went from the Canary Bulldogs, but Tavita Pangai Jr., um, I mean, we warned you during the year that if you're going to go TPJ, pick him the absolute week that you need him. I remember, I think it was for, was it for round 13 or 17, people went a little bit early. Yeah. Uh, he didn't end up playing in the bye week or something. He he, he let you down somewhere there. Um, I don't know, Tavita Pangai Jr. Um, is he is he a guy that you could consider in the future? I know you're a proud Bulldogs uh, man. Mate, look, no one no one finds an offload like TPJ. Yep. So, you know, if he's, it really just depends on the role that Serrano mm. plays him next year. But I, I, I wouldn't be starting with him. I yeah. probably want to have a bit of a bit of a look at what kind of role he's going to play. Are they going to make him fitter and get him to play more minutes? Like as a bulldog supporter, 
to pay that much money for a bloke that plays 30, 35 minutes, gets subbed on and off three or four times, not good enough. Yeah. He's borderline never again this for me. And I'm not strong on this list that a lot of people have just because things change so quickly. And it could change with him, but... And again, we spoke about it earlier on in the season, but when you have his injury history, his suspension history has been known to carry on off it a little bit. There just always seems to be a little drama around him somewhere. And just super coach wise it he just never seems to hit the potential. He'll go on a streak where he'll go ton, ton, ton and have fourteen offloads a game and he'd be like, This bike is just the perfect super coach. But does old. he? But does he? I don't, I don't know if he does. I reckon all of us have been blinded by the hoodwinks of what yeah, he could yeah. yeah. I reckon we've been hoodwinked. Have a look at his data. Have a bit of a look. I don't know if he's ever had back to back tons. Yeah, so, he's just yeah, one of so those blokes. Last year, last year the Bronx, he had a ton in round two and then in round seven um, with just everything and everything in between. One of those was against us, by the way. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was the memory. Um, so you, you maybe you're right. Maybe we're just caught into this, yeah, this belief of he just looked like – so he had 114 in one of his games um, back in 2020. So, yeah, like – Maybe it is just a facade and it's, I reckon it's not it is, that mate. good. If you're looking for a silver lining and to be hoodwinked once again, I would argue probably the most consistent and best five or six weeks of his career was when he was at the Penrith Panthers last mm. year. Cameron Serraldo was obviously in that room. So there might be some sort I of a relationship there. I think that's my point. There. I think it depends how he plays him. Yeah. And, you know, the the commentary around TBJ has always been who can get the best out of him. Yeah. yeah. yeah? Bennett was the bloke who could get the best out of him. Then he went to... Penrith for that little stint, you know, clearly seemed to get some good stuff out of him. But does is he one of those, you know, it's like the kids when they're playing in a team that's winning, everyone wants the ball. Yeah. So he went to Penrith and he was playing with all these champions and maybe that lifted him to another level, you know. So who knows? We'll see. Now, speaking of the Penrith Panthers, you're having a little reunion out in the left edge there next year. You're going to have Matty Burton at 5'8". Viliami Kikau comes in. Josh Adokar, he'll be on the sting. That left centre spot becomes very interesting. I think Aaron Schott will get that spot. Uh, and I, I think he's a guy that we need to probably watch heading into next season. But, mate, there are a couple of young guys. There's young Alamotti. Uh, Brandy's been doing really well this year. He's improved out of sight. Struggled in the trials this year. But I think people have got to remember, he, he was a kid. That was his first ever time playing against adults. Yep. He's improved a lot this year. But, mate, the one that's popped out of nowhere, and I'm very keen to hear your thoughts on him, Gerald Skelton. Yep. To me, he looks like the real fucking deal. He he's one I'm interested in. He Tell does. us about him. So he's, an, uh, he's a rugby union kid. Mm. Um, very mobile, very agile, big, strong, fast. I mean, he's got all the characteristics. Uh, the question becomes... Do they play him on an edge or do they play him in the centres? Yeah. I reckon he'll be, he'll, he'd make a great centre. Uh, but Sorrell, they might, might have different ideas. But I agree with you. I think that left edge, I'm hoping as a Bulldogs fan, that that left edge is going to become one of the most dangerous ones in the league. Mm-hmm. I think with a bit of crea- bit more creativity out of out of, uh, out of of dummy half with, uh, with Reid Marnie coming in. Yeah. I think that left edge could prove, prove pretty dangerous. You know, this year it's give the ball, give the ball to Birdo, give the ball to Birdo type scenario. I think next year there'll be a little bit more uh, subtlety around that. And yeah. that, that centre, that left edge back rower and that centre, I think could benefit significantly. As much as I think Jeremy Marsh King had an unbelievable season, I think the service of Reid Marnie is just about unrivaled yeah. in this competition. So early ball to Burton will be the play. So Skelton, Alamotti, guys to watch. Matty Burton as well, another season at the Canterbury Bulldogs, another preseason. Hopefully you guys let him spend a whole preseason with Kyle Flanagan. Uh, with 
the strike weapons he's going to have on that edge. He could be another one to consider. Yep. I want to throw Raymond Fitala Mariner at you. He's going to be sitting at about 400k heading into next season. As we said, a lot of they, their play is going to go down the left edge. So I can see a lot of Kyle Flanagan dumping off to RFM on the right edge. I think you'll, you'll get a heap of base stats over on that side before their left swing. We know how good RFM can be. Timmy, is next year the year where he can put it together? Possibly, yeah. And we've seen him average 60-plus in the past, particularly when he gets a string of games together. The issue with Raymond is obviously can find an injury, can't he, the poor okay. boy? He's such an elite footballer, and we saw that. He reminds us of it every time he strings games together, but it just doesn't happen often enough. So, um, again, he's the one that I prob- I wouldn't be willing to gamble on starting with. Uh, you mentioned, it's a good point, how they sort of lay off to him with Flano on the right. Doggies players, I'll be all in on the left edge. Yep. And you've just spoken, I think that'll be their go-to because Birdo's going to command so much ball and it won't be Flano as much. So I think Kickhouse come in, I think coming from the best team in the competition, he will be overpriced. He's had a really good Supercoach season. But all the blokes in and around Viliami Kikiao, I think are going to benefit with him as a decoy runner and just attracting defenders. So I'm really keen to see how that all pans out. And the bloke you touched on there, but Matty Burton, priced on a 56-point average. Very, I can very confidently say that he'll be starting unders next year and he, oh, he'll be hard to go past next season. And, you know, fair to say, uh, well, I don't know if this is hopeful or if it's fact, maybe you guys can tell me. Um, we should score more points next year across the season. He's the goal kicker. He's got that dangerous left edge. So it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, he'll, his kicking game will get better. You know, there'll be the odd 40-20. He'll, he loves he loves to score a try with that uh, you know with the show and go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Matty Burton's definitely a, a pick, but I mean everybody loves Raymond, mate. And uh, if Ra- <laughs> if Raymond, unfortunately, one of those is my wife. Um, <laughs> but if Raymond can find a bit of consistency in the team, mm. bit of bit of play, I mean he's, he he created that uh, that uh, try on the weekend that that won us the game. Mm. You know the in and away. Oh, uh, yeah. With the offload, um, and uh, and that, that created one of the tries. So he's a gun. Yeah, he averaged fifty nine back in twenty twenty, and that was in sixty nine minutes. So mm. I'm assuming there's probably a few injury affected games there. Fifty eight back in twenty eighteen, that was in seventy four minutes. So if he does keep himself fit and plays eighty minutes, there's no reason why he can't average sixty five plus. Yeah, I think that the, I think one of those seasons was the Foz the Foz uh, yeah. effect. Yeah. So when Kieran Foran was on that left mm. edge. Yeah, he was putting in short balls, try, short ball, try. So he, if he's got someone providing the service, then, you know, whether Flano can pull those points out of him or not is, is, is yeah. something we need to... You mentioned Matty Burton, obviously his bombs, they'll be 40-20s. Man, I've been so impressed with this short kicking game this year as well. I, I didn't think he had it in him, to be honest. That was my biggest worry coming into this preseason. I think as well, and I, I don't think you'll want him for the whole year, but I feel like there will be a period next year where Josh Adokar, he could score... 11 tries in six weeks or something ridiculous. He could go on one of those runs. We've seen what Viliami Kikau has done this year for his outside players. If they utilise him properly, Josh Adekar, if you nail the right time, if they, if they have a really clear five or six weeks where it's a good run for Canterbury and they're going well, he could be an interesting he'll be, one. He'll be like a stock, won't he? Whereas like, yeah. He'll have that run. He'll get up to like 700K, five-game average of 100, and then he'll come into tough games and you'll be like, I know I have to sell him, but yeah. I can't do it. You've just get, got to get, get out of the right time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, th- there's been games this year where he scored multiple tries and still hasn't scored unbelievably well, but so many tries he scored off with kicks. And they're 17, well, 17 alone. What about that little period there where he scored th- uh, three or four tries in a, in a couple of weeks? Mm, yeah. Intercepts. Yeah, that's right? true, yeah. So the, the one, I think he got one, maybe two against the Gold Coast. We were there that day and we were, we were at the end he was running towards in the first oh. half. 
he, he took a couple of intercepts. So, I mean, they're, they're obviously not big scoring. Yeah. Uh, but I just think with kick out, there'll be more line breaks yep. and yep. stuff there that'll make it more interesting. Uh, now, we just covered your Canterbury Bulldogs, mate. More importantly, Blue Wealth Property, major sponsor of beers and break-evens this year. What's been doing? Mate, we're just plugging away. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of noise out there in the marketplace, so uh, people are a bit um, people are a bit concerned, a bit scared. Uh, oh, you know, one of one of our favourite sayings. If you listen to our one of our research analysts, Gavin, who says, "When in doubt, zoom out." So if you have a look at the interest rates now, they're they're they're, they're still very low, even if they go up again. Um, they're still very low. So I think the the what I want to say to everybody that's watching is, uh, if you're in a position to invest in property, do it. Mm. Uh, one of the things we're doing at the moment is we, we just took out a subscription that gives you access to uh, a newspaper headlines. Mm-hmm. And so Johnny, one of our research analysts, is going back over the years looking at research, uh, uh, looking at headlines about property. And mate, it's cut and paste, <laughs> honestly. Every fight, like you go back oh, yeah. and you got your fair income, it's the same version of the same story all the way back, you know. Um, inve- uh, you know, property to never rise again, mm. you know, uh, property the worst asset class. You look at it, it's 1984. Well, if you'd bought in 1984 and you still had it today, you would have gone all right. You're you cruising, know? yeah. So, um, yeah, median house in Sydney is 1.4 million now, just under. Um, when we had the Olympics here, it was 287. Yeah, wow. So people lose, people lose sight of that. And they lose sight of, and most of the reasons why people don't do things in life, whether it's property investing or whatever, is fear. And fear comes from the media, you know. People listen to the wrong people. They feed them rubbish and bullshit and they eat it, you know, so. Eat it up for breakfast. They do. Yeah, I went out actually to to one of Tony's talks. He was... He was the guest speaker with uh, good mates of yours, Paddy and George who, from Mortgage Choice, who the SC Playbook Faithful will be very familiar with. I was like, all these blokes on one stage, and they heard this. And it was very nafty in the market. I was sort of getting excited listening to you. I learned an absolute stack from it, and I sort of started thinking, oh, maybe I'm not too far away from this as I think. If I can get a loan from the Bank of Guru over here, <laughs> if you can give me a good rate, I'll be a chance. But, mate, I got a stack out of it, and, yeah, and you actually gave a similar chat to, to the doggies. Yeah, I did. So um, one of my teammates at work, one of my staff, is Andrew Mortimer, the son of the great Turvey. Good uh, pedigree. Great pedigree and great bloke too. So I actually recruited him from the dogs. So he was my BDM at the mm-hmm. dogs. So I recruited him from the dogs. And one of the things that he, he and I had been speaking about for many years was the fact that these young boys, these young men, were, were in this sort of peak earning capacity of their life 30 years before the, the general population, you know? So most people, they're in their 40s or 50s when they're earning peak money. These blokes are earning it in their 20s. Yeah. And most of them don't get the right advice or the right guidance from anybody. So uh, after speaking with Aaron Warburton and John Curry, the CEO and um, chairman, we put together a little program, went out and did a couple of presentations to the boys, and, mate, they lapped it up. You know, The Fox is a funny character, mate. Halfway, <laughs> through, the, halfway through the presentation, he yells out, Bruh, give me, what's your number, bruh? Give me your number. <laughs> he's, he's, a champ, he's actually a champion bloke. Um, and it was very cute. So, but just some of these other, the younger blokes, you know. Um, Braden Burns, very clever young man. Yeah. Um, you my know, boy, Jackson, Jackson Tarpanay, you know, beautiful kid. My so, boy, Joey Stimson. Joey Stimson's a champion, mate. I, I actually called him and we had a bit of a chat. And uh, I said, oh, mate, what are you up to? He said, oh, I'm just studying. So, very clever bloke. We both have, a, uh, we both have an interest in history. Funnily enough, uh, but top bloke. And when you get to know some of these guys, and you know, I think having spoken to forty of them, 
you realise that they're like a, a cross-section of society, you know? You've got your really, really responsible blokes, you've got your really, really loose blokes, mm. you've got blokes who've got no idea, you've got blokes who are already all over it, a whole bunch of them own property already, which I was really uh, glad to see. Mm. Some and, and the ones that do generally have someone guiding them. Yeah. Maxi King, for example, they're, they're, he's got um, great support from his dad. Smart little cookie, Maxi King. He is, yeah. Max, yeah, top bloke too. So, again, um, uh, for us, the opportunity to educate um, is a really important part of that process. And, you know, what you learn, mate, is what we want to try and teach as many people as possible. Don't listen to the noise. I always say everyone's got an uncle who knows everything <laughs> and owns fucking nothing, oh, right? Yeah. And they're the people people listen to. Oh, no, don't do that, mate. I'll wait until the market crashes. Well, that bloke's been waiting 40 years. Yeah. You know? So Come up with duck The market's not going to crash. You know, it's coming back a little bit like it does at every peak of every cycle, but it'll get I, I've got a dad on me left who jibbers in my ear every week, <laughs> just crap that I don't need to listen to. Correct. So perfect example. Correct, mate. Here's the uncle I'm talking about. You're, <laughs> your old man. Sometimes it's our partner, sometimes it's our mates, but I suppose if I can give you some good advice, um, you know, if you're going to listen to super coach advice, listen to people who actually know it and play it, not people who think they know it and play it. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I almost let you out, <laughs> left you out this year. But anyway, uh, mate, if people want to get in contact with yourself, Blue Wealth Property, how do they go about it? Um, so, mate, Google's uh, Google's your friend, but we're on socials, um, Facebook for all the oldies like me, Insta for all the, um, you know, a little bit younger um, uh, brigade out there. But uh, Blue Wealth on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, email me, Tony at bluewealth.com.au. Have I seen some TikTok appearances too? Have I seen a couple of videos <laughs> floating around? My TikTok is so the other one of my other great passions in life outside of property and rugby league and my family is wine. Yeah. So uh, my TikTok is Tony's Thirsty, as as is my Insta, one of my Instagram accounts. So if you love your wine, jump on Tony's Thirsty. Mate, I showed the seller to my missus the other day. Oh, yeah. She was filthy. <laughs> she loved it. She was obsessed. I didn't get my phone Guru, back for about fifteen minutes. You are. Uh, welcome anytime, mate. Bring yeah, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about her. She might yeah. tear the place apart. That's fine. <laughs> no a bit of red there's, there's enough wine there, mate. No. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Can't wait to sleep in the lounge later. Um, <laughs> mate, let's get stuck into the Manly Seagulls. Now, I had their best for 2022. Ruben Garrick, Olukawatu, probably the best guys, but also Kohler. Um, we got him at basement price. He was sensational for us, made money. If you moved him on at the right time, you, you had to be patient with Kohler. Mm. But he, he went on a little tear where he scored a, a couple of meat pies. Would have been interesting to see him stay at fullback for the rest of the season. But he was pretty good for us. I know you mentioned before that uh, Olakawatu did a bit of a number on you. Uh, but I think Ruben Garrick, he was the must-have from the Manly Seagulls this year, Timmy. Question. Yeah, and Garrick, like... How well he converted to obviously fullback and how well he scored there without Tommy Turbo. And there, you know, he's as effective on the wing because if he's on the wing, it means Tommy Turbo's at fullback, just yeah. feeding him, just dishing him good ball. So Garrick is just becoming one of the absolute elites of Supercoach, isn't he? And again, he'll be top dollar to start next season, but it's so funny to say that he's actually probably better on the wing, you'd argue, than fullback because Tommy's dishing him. It's crazy. You would never. Like, I can't think of another player that yeah. would say that. Well, he's a good goal kicker too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, kicks his goals. He hits you know? them. He, yeah. He's also one that, because of his ceiling, especially with Tommy in that side, he can hurt you if you don't. Like he can go one fifty two weeks in a row and hurt you bad. So he's always a tough one not to own. Yeah, and he can go one fifty by he's, having eight touches. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's crazy what he's capable and of his, doing. And his try, his tries uh, are high scoring. 
um, yeah. um, plays. Super coach plays, yeah. He gets the line break, he gets the try, he gets a couple of tackle breaks, you know, like... And then he, and then he kicks the goal. The goal. So, yeah. you know, he, he, he does one of those a game, and which on, on average is that probably does it, you know, something like that. There's a 30, 30, 40 point play. I will say this about Garrick, it will be interesting next season. Obviously, Kieran Foran's leaving on that edge. I think it's criminally underrated what Foz does for that edge. Yeah. So, it will be interesting to see if he scores. I, I know... Tom's still going to be there and he's an absolute freak, it's but I think shout. they will miss it's Foles. A really good I think they'll really yeah. miss Foles. Well, Schuster tends to play a bit shorter, doesn't he? he doesn't yeah, play if it is wide. Schuster. He doesn't, play as he doesn't play as wide if yeah. Schuster ends up in that role. He doesn't play as wide as Foz mm. does. So it'll be interesting to see. He likes that like, that no look short pass. Yeah. The we'll only see. thing that might happen if it is Schuster there in your spot, he does play shorter more often, but he also plays really square, which will help. So. Yeah. yeah. Big preseason watch just to see how the edge unfolds. Yeah. yeah, but it will be interesting as well if the, if more ball goes to the right with DCE. Now yeah, that Foz is in there, have to, wouldn't it? you'd have to think so. Well, so. the other factor also is Hasler. You know, as a Bulldog supporter, obviously I watched him coach at the Dogs. Mm. He, his play is built around his fullback. So if you have a look at the way the way Des Hasler based teams, yeah, they play around their fullback. So which is why their wingers. And their, you know, their centres are, are good super coach players because he, he tends to bring in the the, the fullback with the cutout ball or the, you know, or oh, the, the, yeah. the show and go or whatever. So if Hasler's still the coach next year, I think Garrickson must have. The SC Playbook Podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors Pat and George from Mortgage Choice Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the last rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521 1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. Now, we mentioned uh, Tommy Turbo there. He falls into the most disappointing category, obviously, injury-wise. But And you know what? For people that brought him at the start of the season, I've got very little fucking sympathy yeah, for you because that was ridiculous. Crazy. A lot of them. Crazy. Uh, mate, there was a heap yeah. of them. Thank God what there was. was. You guys know the percentage? Higher than what it what should have been. I'll have okay. a Without a doubt. What crazy was even crazier, actually. the amount of people that went for a second bite of the fucking cherry and got dusted again. I couldn't believe... How many people went him the first time, let alone the second time? So yeah. t- we'll, t- we'll take a poke into uh, what do we call it? Stat HQ, the SC Playbook <laughs> Data Center. Tommy Trebojevic. I'll see what we can dig up here. You, you carry on, Guru. I'll keep I'll, going. I'll, I'll see what I can find. Uh, yeah, but Tommy Turbo, a little bit disappointing this season. I would, st- I imagine he will be. Oh, fuck, I hope he's a little bit cheaper next year than what he was this year. I think he'll be a pretty much automatic guy that you pick next season for me. It's hard with the fullbacks, isn't it? Yeah, mate. Who who do you put at fullback? You've got you, you've got Teddy. You've got Latrell. Pappy will be back. Oh, I think it'll be got, Pappy Turbo, mate. I think you've got Turbo, yeah. and then and then you've got these young, you know, these these. I mean, I love the um, the um, uh, Jaden Campbell. You know, yeah. He's another. He's another good. I mean, and then early in the season, if you're trying to make a bit of money. You know, do you go for one of those ones with the, you know, who's, who represents a bit better value? You know, how do you play the fullback position? So tough. Yeah, well, I, I think there's going to be value in both Turbo and in um, Pappenhausen. I think those two will be the locks to take yeah. in fullback. But, uh, and once again, I don't, I don't know if I'd have the balls to go in a different direction. I'm not sure if there's anyone that's going to be cheap enough to me to make enough money to counter having to watch Pappy oh, yeah. and Turbo to Pappy's start the must. season. Yeah. For me, Pappy, well, he, he he won me my comp last year, I reckon. Yeah. 
So for me, Pappy's my number one pick. I, I picked Pappy and then I built a team around him. Yeah, he's, he's I backed that. He's a uh, around two last year of this season, I should say, Tommy Turbo was in 17% of the top 1,000. And obviously wow. because he started quite poorly and was a big investment, it goes up to 25% of the top 20,000. Thousand coaches, yeah, right. That's and a then stack, that obviously man. just dropped off, dropped off, dropped off, off around him. So, uh, for the price that that, that he cost, it, it then went down to. So then for round three, before that initial price drop, top one thousand. So obviously people mass sold three percent of the top one thousand, down to ten percent of the top twenty thousand. So people have just like panicked, gotten rid of him, and uh, and, lo- and lost half a million bucks in the process. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and trades and all. Wild. Um, now, our other most disappointing, we've already sort of touched on him, Josh Schuster's probably no need for us to go too deep on Schuster. We've spoken about him all year and whatnot, but he does link to our guys to watch. If he is named at 5'8", or in the back row, if he's named in the starting 13 next year, he becomes very, very interesting. He's going to be dirt cheap. You might get him for fucking free based on how he's gone <laughs> this year. Um, if he is in the 13, yeah, I think you have to take him somewhere. I'm going early on this because I, I haven't looked at it all as a whole just yet. But if he starts on the edge or at five eight, which is every chance, I think probably the two most owned players in Supercoach will be Manly Seagulls and it'll be Josh Schuster and Tom Trevojevic because Turbo's going to be based on a sixty one average. <sighs> Incredible! He'll be tick over what six hundred k, maybe even right. less. And then Schuster on a twenty four average, he'll be like what two hundred and ten k or something. Maybe yeah, maybe he'll be, a little he'll be in everyone's team. Yeah. Mate, without trying to have a little cheap stab, I thought he'd be lower than a 24 average. Yeah. End of the year. I really did. His minutes. His, his minutes have just been absolutely shot. He's been, so, he's been nowhere. Yeah. So, Josh Schuster, I think he will be a very, very interesting one come next year. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the 13 yeah. or the 17 come round one next year. Yeah, there's a lot of noise around him, isn't there? Or, nice. or, in, or in Brookvale. Yeah. Heaps of noise there. Uh, KO Weeks is another one. If he gets an opportunity to play in the 5'8 jersey or in this team somewhere, I really like the look of him. If not Schuster, is it Weeks? Is it that simple? Or yeah, what? it could be KO Weeks. Um, mate, I think – I could be wrong, but I think Cade Custer's got in his contract. Yeah. He can return bad. as well. You've also got um, the youngest Finu. I still think he'll be too young, but he's another one. What about Burbo? Um, look – I think he's probably maybe a bit of a victim of his own versatility at times in this manly outfit. When they see, see injuries, you know, like he might be a starting centre for two weeks. You know, 80-minute player, he's cheap, he looks good. But then a player comes back, he just goes back to being that 20-minute bench role. I think he's a solid footballer. I don't think he's a star that's going to come in at any time and, and put you know, a gun second roller or centre out of a position. Uh, and he's, he's young, so look, he, he might be, but... I, I would just need to see him lock down an 80-minute roll or a big-minute back row roll before I would jump on. But look, maybe, mate, he, again, 25-point average, so he'll be dirt cheap. If he starts round one, he'll have to be a consideration. Yeah, I think a lot of them, a lot of it's going to depend on who starts and who doesn't. Yeah. You know, I think <clears throat> for me, he's an auto-emergency nightmare, mm. you know, playing head-to-head. Um, but I think – you remember that? Remember all that talk at one point before Burbo was on the scene? Oh, there's a better Travojevic yeah. coming through. There's mate, a better Travojevic. Well, mate, if a bloke's better than Turbo, he's, you know, yeah. he's got to be the best. Oh, oh, so he's the best player in the world, is he? Yeah, he's the best. Oh, no, he's the best player in history if he's yeah. better yeah. than Turbo. But, mate, like, that, that, that was the genuine chat. Him coming through it the juniors. It really was. It was that Ben was the best of them. So, well, um, let's see. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, still, it's still early days. How old is he? He's young. He'd be, he 
he's the same age as Schuster. They, they came through in the same okay. grade, so whatever Schuster is. Yeah. Um, let's move to the Dragons. And uh, the Dragons, uh, they might be the most vanilla side oh. in Supercoach. It's, uh, it's a sandwich. Hold the butter. We'll just have two slices <laughs> of bread, thanks. Uh, 2022. So their best on average, Lomax, I'd say Ben Hunt. If you picked your moments with Ben Hunt, yeah. he was great. He had a couple of – I don't think he scored too many hundreds. I'm not even sure if he crossed the 100 mark, but he had yeah, a lot of did. 80s and 90s. He had one big game. One big one. But he also had a couple of 15s. Well, he, he had a few single digits, Worse, yeah. yeah. He, he had a nine in round five yeah. in 80 minutes, a four in round nine against the Storm, and then two weeks ago against the Tigers, he scored 11. Yeah. I mean, that – Oh, that's unfathomable to me. Yeah. Oh, How does a bloke yeah. who is who was leading the Dally M's and potentially is the Dally M winner this year? Mm. How does that bloke score nine against the Tigers? Yeah, like, oh, I just don't understand it. It's crazy, like, you know. Um, Pe- people would have brought him in last week, and you would not matchup. have knocked it one bit. Yeah. Well, mate, we spoke about it. That's yeah. how we opened the fucking yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, I had to convince myself out of it during yeah. the week. I mean, like, wasn't the blue off player of the week, mate. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> I love this. I love this. Didn't even have to tip him off. It's the only Blue Wealth player of the week who got bloody wrong when you're into me. <laughs> When's this show God. end? Yeah. Oh, that was. Still, I don't even know why I didn't go AJ Brimson. I'm still rattled by that. But anyway, moving yeah, on. Yeah, my son Ben brought in AJ Brimson towards the end there after he got knocked out of head to head. Yeah, yeah. Mate, guy scored a million each week for three yeah. weeks. It was crazy. Yeah. 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 You can send the invoice to Supercoach Playbook at Hotmail. Yeah, I'll let him know. He also <laughs> picked up Ben Hunt, so. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Can't win them all. Um, I think Jack Bird, he was pretty good. We'll talk about him soon. Uh, Moses Suley, I think he was great for the Dragons this year. Another one that if you had him as a pod and you just picked and choose your weeks correctly, he could have been very interesting. I think he'll be good next year as well. Most disappointing, Amon. Uh, he's sort of come into his own at the back end of the season. I've been very impressed with him. I think he'll have a big World Cup, and I think he'll be better for it next year. A lot of people started with him this season. I think you said you were one of them. Pretty I disappointing did. to yeah, kick it off. I had him. I bought him. He was cheap. Yep. And um, as my mate Dave says, they're cheap for a reason, a lot of them. Mm. So uh, with Amon, uh, he had a really good finish to the year. Yep which is a bit disappointing for us, uh, for anyone who's looking at him next year. Uh, probably not looking at him anyway. Uh, Moses Sawley was really looking – he got injured at the wrong time. I reckon he would have been a real pod for a lot of super Just starting to peak, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He was looking really good and really dangerous. And then he got injured. Yeah. You know? So, But for me, uh, Amon – be interesting to see how he how he uh, how he shows up next year. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously got the World Cup at the end of the year. He'll be the main guy for Tonga, so hopefully he can carry this form into there. That'd be super exciting. Um, twenty twenty three watch. Uh, I don't know. Nothing's really standing out no. to me. If Jack Bird's named at thirteen. I'll have a look at him, but he could be at centre by round two. So I'm not yeah, filled with confidence. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone in that team that is a. Uh, that is a watch for 2020. I, I had to write, I wrote each week the big squad sort of breakdown of the team this Tuesday for SC Playbook each week. And every single week you got to the Dragons, I think I just wrote the same thing. It was like, mm, Zach Lomax, solid, but higher upside players in better teams. Yep. And then it was like, you might be able to find a line on Ben Hunt against soft opposition or a, maybe something around the origin period. It was just like, I have nothing to say about them and didn't the entire year. And I can't see why it's going to change, as you said, next year. They're just, geez, yeah. they're playing I, super I, I rate Hook. I rate Hook as a coach. Yeah. Maybe I've overrated him, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like he's scheming towards something. But I, I put money on him at the beginning of the year to make the eight, and they just 
fell away. And then they won their last three games. I mean, uh, just weird. But then, like, you get to the end of the year and you go, fuck, they were disappointing. They weren't that far off the eight still. Yeah. No, they weren't. They just, they always seem to just be relevant They somehow. just don't have the cattle. Do they have the cattle? I don't I think know. so, but like... Uh, but then neither did the Cowboys on paper at the beginning of the year, did they? Yeah, that's, that's fair. You know. Yeah, they're just a... Oh, mate, I, I think vanilla is the best way to describe yeah. the Dragons. Good, good they're just... Yeah. Um, okay. Let's hope for my brothers-in-law that, um, that that changes next year, mate. Because Fingers I've crossed. Because two tragic, tragic, tragic <laughs> Dragons supporting brothers I think most of them are tragic just quietly. They to are, their credit, fuck, well, they're loyal. Mate, yeah. my, my brother-in-law, Gary, he... The, the Dragons are going to win the comp every year. Of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he knows more about rugby league than anyone. <laughs> Might hand the Instagram page over to him. Charlie's um, a bit more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> let's, move, let's move off the Dragons, that tyre fire. We're done with that. Let's move to the Brisbane Broncos. 2022, their best players have here Payne Hearts. He was pretty consistent throughout the year in saying that. We never owned him and we didn't notice it at any point throughout the season, so a bit iffy. But Selwyn Cobbo, uh, the job that he did on the right wing for them, scored a heap of tries. Him and Adam Reynolds had a combination that I couldn't believe. Cobbo, um, Cobbo. it was a real revelation, not only not only for Supercoach, but for for uh, for rugby league in general. Yeah, uh, My son Ben had him, and he, he won him a few, quite a few matches. He was unbelievable. There was that period there where he just went crazy. It was a three-round average of 100 yeah. and something. And there was a period there where I think most of us started with Selwyn, and we got to about round five and he was going like a busted. That's right. So many sold. Yeah, that well, was me. Well, I, I wanted to sell and I just couldn't make it work. So I thought, oh, I'll sell him next week. It's okay. And then he just went bang, 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 first bang. First six rounds of the year, he didn't score over 49. Rounds two, three, four, he went, this is also against the Bulldogs, Cowboys, Cowboys at Suncorp and then Warriors. He went 20, 22, 22. Round Gosh. seven... So well, he's sitting at around 280k at this stage, and then he went on to go 82, 26, 85, 79, 131, 65. Now you said plenty sold off just before that. I reckon Benjamin bought him. I reckon yeah. my son bought him around round seven. Like he oh, just yeah. timed it to perfection, and he just went crazy. Yeah, because you know, the other bloke too that we probably on the bloke on the other wing who probably didn't get as much respect. Yeah, that's fair. Is yeah, Oates. Oates. Yeah, he had a good it season. Flew under the radar. All he really year, did, mate. And, and I reckon he was one of their better players and a big part mm. of why they ended up where they were for a little while there. Um, so I think both their wingers were. Well, like, I, I remember the first teamless Tuesday when I saw Oates' name there. I giggled to myself. I thought, are they fucking for yeah. real again? What yeah. a player! Yeah, Fuck. mate. He's finished the season as arguably top three or four wingers in the comp. Yeah, you know, yeah. no uh, doubt about form it. Form wise. It was awesome. Uh, now, we've got both wingers there. We spoke about Ezra Mann. Uh, a little godsend, smack in the middle of the season, just when you needed a little yeah. bit of help with cash. Ezra arrived, uh, went big to start, made us made us the perfect amount of cash. If he cashed out, you're able to move him to another gun somewhere. Uh, I know that I sold Cameron Munster for a couple of weeks during the origin period, let Ezra make his cash and moved him straight back to Munster, and it was perfect for me. Uh, he's obviously fallen off a little bit at the back end of the season, but uh, you'd have to think that he'll be there and thereabouts again next year. But this year, he came at a perfect time for us, didn't he? He did, yeah, and I was pretty similar to you, mate. Got, got on him at the right time, sold him at just about the right time, punched out 69 points in round 17, that second major bye week. I, I think it was probably the only week that I actually played him, to be honest, and that was fine. He scored, but I needed him to score well, made his cash, and, uh, yeah, just yeah, one of the, the success stories of the Supercoach season. Yeah, and um, he was. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Ezra Mam and how good he was going to be and how good he was. He he's, uh, reminds me a lot, as he does a lot of other people, of a young Anthony Milford, um, and I think he's going to have a massive season next year, Ezra. I think... 
it's really disappointing for that young brigade of players that they missed out on the finals. Even if yeah. they got themselves one final, just a bit, of, just a, a, a one final experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was a that was a cliff, wasn't it? That they fell off, unbelievable. Yeah, and you know, Dave, who won our Super Coach comp, uh, he's a Bronco supporter. He's of Vietnamese origin. I'll tell you a funny story. His son Aiden, he's got two kids. His son Aiden, who finished in the top one thousand, he didn't win our comp. Good knock. Nine eighty eight. So just shout out to Aiden. Well done. Um, his middle name is Lockyer. Right? <laughs> Aiden Lockyer Quinn, right? So they are Broncos tragics, and um, you know they were they were they were mesmerised by the overachievement of the Broncos, as we all were mm. yeah, when they were, when they pumped Para at Combank, and we we're all like, "This is unbelievable!" Yeah? And they're you know, they're contenders, and they just fell off a cliff. It was just unbelievable. Your parents did a similar thing. Isn't your middle name Tongue? Tungy. After the great Alan <laughs> yeah, Tung, Tim right. Tung Williams. No, I'm, I'm actually Tim Shillington Williams. <laughs> Shillington. <laughs> Big Dave. Big Dave Shillington. He's a, there's a bloke. You know what I remember about Dave Shillington? His voice. Oh. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Bloke looks like a beast and then he talks. He's like, he's really gentle. David Beckham effect. <laughs> Very <laughs> Bex, yeah. Um, right. Let's have a look at their most disappointing player of the season. I owned him at the very start. Um, I know that you are Ooh. number one ticket owner in the Katoni Stags fan club and he has maybe the worst influence on your life would you argue <laughs> it's aside from you mate he's he, the um, most toxic relationship I think you've yeah, ever had like, by you know, far and he away. didn't hurt me that bad because I very rarely played him like <clears throat> I I'm trying to remember I see it no I did I started with him he was cheap and he opened up with 23 32 36 38 and I was like Dear Lord, just keep faith in this boy. Like, it's coming, it's coming. And it did. Then he went back-to-back -back times against the yeah. Roosters and Panthers. Yep. And then the rest what of the, the season... What the fuck is that? Oh, oh, yeah, fuck, oh, honestly. All the match-up people yeah. are just oh. dying. They're like, and, yeah. let's sell him before the Panthers game. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then he followed that up with 37 against the Dogs. It was like, And before that was 38 against the Warriors. You're just going... And it was the whole season in and out. So, I think overall scoring-wise, I probably didn't go that bad. But then... I was going to sell him sort of – I held him for, for round 17 and he turned up against the Dragons in that major second major bye week. So I was like, sweet, he's repaid some faith, <laughs> that's handy enough. I was keen to sort of sell him not long after that, after a few soft matchups, and just because we lost – well, I lost Ponga, we lost Pappenhaus and Cleary and a few others, stop smoking. You lost two? <laughs> All these came in, I was sort of like, you know what, I'll just hold him and I'll play him for the matchups against the Knights and the Tigers and a few other soft ones. 38 points against the Knights, 52 against the Tigers. The Dragons in the final week scored about 23. I mean, based on like, that, honestly, you, you can't own Cathony Stags. Not, not <laughs> I'll be in, back. <laughs> not, not until Brisbane's game plan changes dramatically to get him involved. Uh, until that happens, not happening. Like, yeah. it just... Because he's, he's got no base stats. That's the other, that's no, the other He'll challenge. be back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll both get we, sucked back in. I know. Yeah. Wim Tilliams will be on him, mate. Did he ever transfer you that uh, 50k? Oh, <laughs> have you heard this one? That's, no, that's tell me that. Tell him the yarn. The year I finished second, Katonia was like, was like one of my major pods that I had. I went in the final week coming second, I think, and I was set up better than anyone else around the sort of, sort of top ten. Katonia had a really soft match up on the Thursday night. I can't remember who it was against, and I was like, "He's my boy. If he comes out, he was in ruthless form." I was like, "He's every chance of turning up here, and I could be on my way to 50k." 
ACL 10 minutes into the game. Oh, and mate, he would have scored 100. I he was on I fucking was like, fire. I'll be able to get it up. But There's he, a bit of fate. Yeah. It mate, was, he was on like 30 or 40 after seven minutes or something. He was... He, he was going absolutely nuts and I was just like, <clears throat> yeah. I was going, how good is this? I'm, I'm on here and he... He, yeah, he didn't help me. And funnily Did enough... Did you do that one of those um, screen at the TV? Yeah, the old, no! <laughs> it, I was, I was, you would have done worse than that. Na- yeah, na- naturally gutted. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, the, yeah, he was played... Last round of the year as well. He, he, he lasted 11 minutes against the Cowboys, who were going terribly. And the following night was the Bunnies-Roosters game. Oh, we and, Cody, and, is that the one yeah, Cody exploded? And, and I had Cody and Cam Murray as pods. Cody broke the Supercut trickle with 200. Cam Murray was about 140. Anyway... Let's move on. Well, that was a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, He hates money anyway, so. Yeah, yeah overrated. Yeah. It was uh, Aiden, Aiden, who I was talking about earlier, the Bronco supporter. He had Cody, and I mm. think he might have even had him captained and just <laughs> obviously blew the, blew the grand final up. And yeah. All oh, they put 60 on the Roosters. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Yeah. Crazy. Um, guys to watch for next year, Reese Walsh, he arrives at the club at fullback. Uh, I imagine he will be a little bit cheaper than what he – Probably usually would be. Won't goal kick like he did this year with Adam Reynolds at the club, though. So, want to consider Reese Walsh. Paddy Carrigan, you brought him up. Massive fan of Paddy <coughs> Carrigan, mate. He's got amazing base stats. The bloke's mm. going to make 40 or 50 tackles a game, you know. Uh, he's got a good offload in him. He's got the odd try in him. Mm. Um, I, you know, he, 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 hit, he hits the ball up every set. Like, the guy's an animal, and he plays big minutes. So, for me, I think Paddy Carrigan, and, and, I, and I reckon he'll be better next year than he was this year. So, for me, uh, I'll be starting with Paddy Carrigan next year. We spoke about it. If something does happen that Payne Haas leaves the club, Paddy Carrigan, I think he becomes a must-have. He's just – we know his motor's relentless and he runs every time that he can, but so does Payne Haas. So, if Payne yeah. Haas stops, stops taking two runs a set, yeah. Carrigan could just go bonkers. And I reckon he's Talmalolo, peak Talmalolo. Carrigan, I'm going to put it out there. Oh. His peak SC Talmalolo. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but he has just got so much more to his game as well. That's like, he's it. more well-rounded. Um, He'd be far better base than even peak Taumalolo, but Taumalolo's just tackle-busty and his peak was nuts. He'd, yeah, he he'd have, like, 15 tackle-busts a game, mm. just rack him up. Crazy. Reese Walsh is one that I think he's a freak, and we saw what he did in a really disappointing Warriors outfit. If he goes to a Broncos side, hopefully – well, hopefully not because it's – I'm a New South Welshman, but go better next year and show what they did at times this year. I think he could be a really, really big improvement in Supercoach and start undervalued. The issues are obviously goal kicking, as you mentioned, and just he's only going to be available at fullback, you'd imagine, unless there's some tricky well, thing. Pulled, problem. Yeah. If, if there's something pulled in pre-season where he plays trial games at 5-8 or something and uh, Supercoach HQ get excited and put him dual position maybe, but at fullback, there's just going to be better options, isn't there? Yeah, I, I mean, we had this conversation before. That's The fullback is a ma- – you know what we need? They need to change CTWs to fullbacks and we can have four fullbacks and two CTWs. <laughs> oh, not bad. But for me, I mean, you know – Pappy, Luttrell, Teddy, yeah. Turbo, you know, th- it's just too many options. Yeah, he, he came out and said the other day that he's been signed as a fullback and that's that's the plan yeah. for him. So, he's a fullback. But yeah, if something does happen that he ends up playing six, fuck, it'd be handy to get him yeah. with a duel there for a couple of good matchups. Will he play six? You've got Mam there. Cobbo's already uh, resigned to the fact mm. he's playing wing. Yep. So yeah, full, I can't see him not playing fullback. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be at one. Um, the other one is just a young guy, and I don't know if he'll make the team. 
Uh, next season's obviously a pretty stacked back line, but Kwai Ward, we obviously saw Branko Lee. He was probably the next man up for a couple of weeks there, and your Deloise Hoytos, I reckon this guy's one to keep an eye on. So if he comes in during the season, could be a nice little nuff cheapy uh, for the back end there. But uh, that will do us, guys. Uh, thank you for Tony the team at Blue Wealth Property. Uh, go out, grab yourself a case of bloke and a barb this pretty week. Good. It's pretty good drop, the, eh? Uh, midi, yeah, I haven't had midi it before. goes well. Pretty awesome. Mitty's the get on. Uh, just remind us all one more time, mate, if people want to reach out to Blue Wealth Property, how do they find you? Um, Bluewealth.com.au. We're actually about to launch a new website in the next uh, next few days. So go jump on and check it out. Uh, follow us on uh, on Insta. Uh, like us on Facebook. Jump on LinkedIn, whichever you're, uh, whatever you prefer. Yeah, good. Beautiful. Yeah. You got anything to say? Absolutely nothing. You don't? Go, go, go the milk. Can't wait go. to see the back end of it. Go the milk. Go, I'm going to say go the milk. Yeah, bloody oath. Love but the milk. Hopefully they're, they're, well. <laughs> hopefully they're out of the comp by the time people are watching this just quietly. Yeah. Oh, Give us a score prediction. They'll know in hindsight, Melbourne, Canberra this week. Raiders to grit their way to a 20 to 18 victory. I actually don't hate it. I reckon. I, I, I reckon, I reckon, is my prediction, I reckon Canberra are morals. I reckon Melbourne are gone. Morals. Morals. Be cool. They're, I reckon they're the. I reckon they are the biggest. My biggest favourite of the weekend. Ooh. Melbourne in Melbourne. I mean, look at their uh, Canberra and Melbourne. Never look at their record. I think they've won the last three of the last four. Melbourne are playing like busteds. They got no Pappy. Mm. I know they didn't have Hughes, but they just seem to be lost. And one thing we know over the last fifteen years about Melbourne, they don't beat themselves, mm. right? They don't make mistakes. Mm. You know, you have a look at that. That game last week, how many mistakes did they make? Forward passes from Jesse Bromwich. Yeah. You know, drop blatant open drop balls. Like just balls going to ground. I mean, that's just not Melbourne. Mm. I've, ne- I've never changed my tune on a bloke in a shorter amount of time in my entire life than you, Tony. Well, I, 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 I think he's just put the jinx on your team. And I, I, I might have. I, I my, brother, my, my brother, who's a Canberra supporter, might kill me for this. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so are my nephews. <laughs> Yeah, love it. He's, he's got a part-time job just making your life harder. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again, guys. We'll see you next week where we'll be going through the bottom four of the top eight teams, reviewing uh, all of their best players and most disappointing and having a look at 2023, the guys to watch. That'll be available next Monday afternoon, so stay tuned for that on YouTube and on the podcast. Cheers, guys.